Warning, this podcast contains adult language and spoilers. Sorry. So a little backstory. My friend Eric and I were very upset at how the new Fantastic Beasts Crimes of Grindelwald movie ended up happening. So we decided the night before this was recorded to have a four-hour conversation until about 3 a.m. in the morning on why we didn't like it. The recording you're hearing right now is what we decided to do when an article came up trying to talk about the possibilities regarding each plot hole we discussed the night before and we felt the need to rant. And that's pretty much it. So welcome to episode one of what might be a podcast of just me and my friend Eric ranting. Have fun. Okay, we out here. Hi, we out here. Are we talking about the this article that I found on the internet about um, Fantastic Beasts uh, and where to find them to uh, the crimes of Grindelwald. Your name is Eric. My name's Eric, and I'm here to talk to you about why this article is wrong. And I'm, even... <laughs> and I'm Severa, and I'm here. And my too. name is Javon, and I'm here to witness he has no clue he hasn't seen the movie he is not hip like us um we're gonna be live reacting to this article um with our own opinions and our own facts so let's start i'm just gonna start reading um um one the elder wand (laughs) let's start with what may be the most significant plot hole of them all the elder wand not true (laughs) yeah yeah, there's some bigger plot holes just saying um, as I Harry, don't think anyone was thinking about the elder no, one like, watching the movie. Because you see it in like two shots, maybe? <laughs> so like, I don't see how that's the biggest... There's so many more things that are confusing. Anyway, um... Alright, where were we? Um, as Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows revealed, the young Albus Dumbledore and Gellert... <laughs> I forgot that's his name. <laughs> Gellert Grindelwald were obsessed with the legendary Deathly Hallows. Grindelwald himself was the most interested in procuring the fabled Elder Wand, which is believed to be the most powerful wand in existence. I don't think that... I don't think believed is the correct I'm word. I'm pretty sure it's hashtag confirmed! It's hashtag canon. Just saying. <laughs> um, that's beside the point. Sometimes referred to as the Death Stick. <laughs> when? By whom? Is it Grindelwald saying that like he's at the can't spell? <laughs> Can't spell death stick. Okay, that's diminutive of the Elder Wand. Like, (laughs) rude. Okay. Anyway, the Elder Wand is unique in that it has an allegiance to its master. Okay, that's true. Yes. Um, It can only be claimed by another when that master is defeated. Grunewald successfully took possession of the Elder Wand when he heard rumors it had been acquired by the European wand maker Grigorovich and ambushed him in his workshop. But when, when did that happen, yo? Can I get a date on that? the same at jk rowling hmm. it's fine um Grindelwald didn't wield the elder wand in fantastic beats and where to find them from an in-universe perspective he was attempting to impersonate another wizard so he had to settle for using his wand from an out of universe perspective of course rowling didn't want viewers to do who graves what really was until the end of the film that makes sense yeah uh-huh. yeah Okay. Regardless, though, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows demonstrated that a wizard didn't need to be specifically wielding the Elder Wand in order for their defeat to pass on its allegiance. So, when Grindelwald was pinned by Newt's commander's swooping evil, and then disarmed when Tina took the wand out of his pinned hand, Grindelwald should have lost the mastery of the Elder Wand. Yes. This makes sense. Alright. And yet, in Fantastic Beasts, the crime of Grindelwald, that clearly hasn't happened. Why not? Okay, so that that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, as is the case with so many of these plot holes, the solution may well be that viewers, and indeed readers of the original Harry Potter books, simply don't know all the magical rules underpinning J.K. Rowling's wizarding world. Okay. For, okay. But that seems like such a cop-out. That's such a cop-out because, first of all, this wasn't a good movie. Like, I don't care who says any. It wasn't written well. It wasn't filmed well, it wasn't put together well, it wasn't edited well. This movie was made only for Harry Potter fans who want to go see the movie and see the universe expanded. So if you're putting in things that even the fans of the movie don't understand, then that's bad writing. Exactly, like, it doesn't, like, we don't understand it, and we're, like, we, we're pretty in, hip on the Harry Potter stuff, but, like, we're, like, what? What is happening in this movie? <laughs> 
Anyway, um, co- total cop-out. Let's see if they redeem themselves in the next two sentences, which I don't think is going to happen. <laughs> um, it's safe to assume the Elder One was crafted by a wizard who imagined it being passed down from one bloodthirsty sorcerer to the next by way of combat. Wait. Um, That's not okay. how the lore goes, first of all. It was not crafted by a bloodthirsty sorcerer. It was crafted by Death himself. It was crafted by Death, given to someone who just wanted the most powerful one, and I, I'm pretty sure that guy wasn't expecting to die and have it passed on to other people. Exactly. Like, that's not... I think... That's making a lot of assumptions that just aren't there. I hate it. I think it's the worst thing when you have to pretend things happen in order for something to make sense. Exactly. And also, like, just, like, what? (laughs) This is just, like, so trying to make it make sense when it doesn't. Stop trying to defend this movie. Um, there's, like, one more sentence. Let's get through this. Um, given that's the case, it's possible that the Elder One didn't count Grindelwald's defeat. After all, technically, he was beaten by a beast and not a wizard when his arms were pinned to his side by the swooping evil. Motherfucker. (laughs) That's such... But, like, Newt's swooping evil was Newt. Like, he's the one who told it to do that. So you could count that Newt was the one who defeated him. And either way, Tina took the wand out of his goddamn hand. <laughs> like, I, I see where they're coming from, and I can appreciate the effort. It's wrong, though. I can... I understand people's need to defend something, but that's making so many stretches of, like, what's going on when I think the real reason was is, like, they had Tina disarm him, didn't even think about the fact that that would technically make the Elder One hers, but put it in because they were in a battle and for, like, dramatic cinematic effect. Yeah, and it, it was certainly, like, a really good scene. <clears throat> and I liked the scene, but it, like, I don't, I think, like Severa said, they just didn't think about it. And now they're trying to, like, it's not even that the second movie is trying to clear up these plot holes. It's this article. And I think what the frustrating thing is is that there's no book to be canon. Mm-hmm. So that these things are solely just the movie's interpretations of, like, but these movies are supposed to be completely canon. Everything that happens in these movies is supposed to be exactly how things happened. Yeah, and based on the canon of the other movies and books, if the wizard is defeated in any way, the wand then is not, it passes the ownership. Yeah. So, like, either way, Grindelwald was defeated by either Tina or Newt, Mm -hmm. whatever you say. Or even, like, the Beast, technically. Like, if you really want to go down that route. I don't think... I I feel like creatures that can't use wands don't count in that respect. But then either way, it was, like... Yeah, it was either Newt or Tina. Yeah, so... mm, Okay. So that does not explain this Very funny to have such a big... Like, because honestly, I'm... Personally, I'm fine mostly with the Elder One stuff that they put in. It's funny that this article thinks that that's the biggest issue. Yeah, with the movie. really? Like, it's not? Because <laughs> I'm honestly fine if they were straight up just like, yeah, we like didn't really think about it. We were just looking at what how it would look on the screen. Mm-hmm. Then I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Because film. But like, no. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Part two. Jacob Kowalski's return. Who? This is a bigger plot hole. That yes. I, yeah. Okay. Hefty one. But this is one they at least tried to resolve. Yeah. Like in that first scene with him, it had that whole explanation, which was like, okay. And it was also like uh, what they did with that one. It's like they didn't even use sane Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even they realize used, that. Like, silly Jacob so mm-hmm. that you would think more about how silly he was being than like what he was actually saying yeah whatever and like the explanation was kind of weak and but also like considering he was under Queenie's spell maybe that's just something he told she told him like we don't even know if that's true like again know. this plot hole it's certainly a plot hole let's see what they say <laughs> in this article by um screenrant.com um, so, let's see. Uh, on the face of it, the return of Jacob Kowalski also explains, also appears to break Harry Potter canon. 
Jacob explains that he hadn't truly forgotten everything that happened to him in the first film, just the bad things, and Queenie filled him in on those bits. Fans and critics alike have been quick to point out that the Wizards were supposed to have obliviated the entire population of New York City and Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, and that the obliviate spell simply doesn't work like that, which is also true. Like, you can't obliviate a whole fucking city. Yes. I think the thing here is, like, that's like saying, giving the explanation of, oh, I had good memories, though, so it only took away the bad ones, is, like, I feel like when, if you're a muggle, right, Mm -hmm. and you see a magic thing happen, there is an element of terror, but I'm sure there's an element of, like, wonder. And, yeah. like, whoa, like, magic is real, right? And, like, not so all magic is do, scary. do some people who are obliviated just pretend, like, like... Yeah, that's just, like, that not how we see the spell all muggles work. who have seen a, a type of magic. Because I guarantee you, even if you saw magic and even if it was scary, you'd still be like, oh, my God, like, this is incredible. This is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and just, like, not how we've seen the spell work in yeah. previous books. Like, Lockhart, like, was, he lost all of his memories, basically. Yeah, he lost all of his memories, um, Hermione's parents. Yeah, so, like, and I'm sure, like, especially in the case of Hermione's parents, there was certainly some good memories. Of course, yeah. Like, how could you not have good memories of your child? Literally, I thought they only said, though, it'll take away all his bad memories, like, I didn't realize that was, like, that wording is mm. what was going to make yeah him have other memories. Because I, when I first watched the first movie, when he said, oh, it'll take away his bad memories, I was like, he's just saying bad because it's yeah. the ones that need to be taken away. Mm. Not that just the bad memories, because that's not even how the spell works. Yeah, and I would also imagine that it had to be, like, some seriously skilled wizard to be able to obliviate not only... All of the bad memories, but be so specific about them. Yeah, exactly. So like, I, I don't I, know why everyone in this movie is like an incredible wizard. Exactly, they're Newt all was expelled. <laughs> yeah, but I think he his this is deviating from the article, but I think his power lies in a different realm than just standard like casting spells. I, mean, I think you're right, yeah. but I also just don't think that he's. At the top of the list of skilled But we don't see him do a lot of super complex magic. Actually, no, we do. Definitely in this movie. In this movie, we saw more. We saw him do a lot, yeah. But I figured that was just, like, adult magic. Yeah, because, true, in the original seven books, we only see, like, them in school doing magic. Mm -hmm. So, that's valid. Um, We're going to get to the second paragraph of this. Okay. Ooh, ooh, I've looked ahead, and oof. (laughs) Ironically, this particular plot hole is the easiest to resolve because it's not a plot hole at all. Whew, I, I gotta take a deep breath. Okay, um, although the wizards may have used oblivious spells to reinforce New York's collective amnesia, Jacob himself lost his memories because he was exposed to a diluted form of the swooping evil venom. Even if it's diluted, it doesn't mean it's going yeah, to make it that specific. Yeah, it's that, and like that, I feel like that weakens the argument more if it's like a diluted, it would just be less effective at doing specific things. Also, if Newt is surprised that that's how it worked. But he's like a master of knowing it. And he's animals. the one who gave it to him. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. Okay, whatever. Okay, sure. I guess if you, okay. Alright, and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them does indeed include a scene where Newt explains that swooping evil venom, when properly diluted, erases bad memories. When, though? Uh, I, I, maybe I'm just misremembering it, but like. I, and that also seems like a stretch. I in literally canon. remember that scene as, oh, he needs to take this. Yeah. It'll take away all his bad memories. He takes it, rain, looks around, doesn't remember anything. Yeah. Fakes animals. And also, like, that that seems like a stretch of magic. Of course, like, it is magic canon, so we can't say too much, but, like, it seems kind of like a stretch of saying, if you just dilute this, it'll do a positive thing, rather yeah. than it having uncontrolled uh, aspects to it, which, like, we see all other magic have. Like... There's so much 
variability in magic that uh-huh. we see throughout the other books and movies that like it's strange that this one thing works perfectly if you Power off. if you <laughs> just dilute it um i don't know that just seems strange i don't know to me. i just feel like i would have even accepted he clearly had some semblance of memory like i would have accepted the thing was diluted he still had a semblance of most of the memories because it was diluted Queenie comes into the bakery at the end of that last one, and he remembers everything. I would have even accepted that. Yeah, like there, there would have been like some sort of trigger. Yeah. Um, so where were we? Um, uh, presumably Jacob's mind was generally clouded and confused for a while after exposure. Okay, sure. Yeah. Explain why he didn't recognize Newt when he bumped into him, but the good memories began to break through to the surface skin. Okay, um, that would neatly explain why his bakes were in the shapes of the Fantastic Beasts he had so enjoyed meeting. Neatly? Neatly explained? Yeah. Mm, okay, um, seeing Queenie at last would have finally jolted his memory. See, that, I agree with that, but I, do, I think it would jolt all of the memories. Like, also the bad ones, yeah. yeah. I don't or even if it doesn't jolt, the, because he explains that she told him about the bad stuff, which, like, okay... But, like, you would think if it's hiding some things, like, the way we've seen spells work before, if it partially breaks, all of it, the spell breaks. At least that's how it seems. Yeah. So you would think, like, if part of the Oblivion broke, then all of it would be reversed. Also, Jacob even says, he's like, I didn't have any bad memories, and the few that I did, Queenie just filled me in on. So it's basically saying, like, the Oblivion barely works at all. That's yeah. what it's saying. Which, like, creates another, like, question of, like, how much do the people of New York remember? Especially in this country that's, like, trying to hide their, um... Yeah. M- magic use. Because there's no way that every single person thought of that entire ordeal as bad. Yeah. Because a lot of them, seeing, like, the Thunderbird would have been like, whoa, whoa that's yeah. super cool. Because, like, I saw it and I was like, whoa, that's super cool. Yeah, or, like, confused. Yeah, and confused <laughs> isn't necessarily bad. Yeah. So, like, and, like, how does this venom differentiate between those two? Like, it's it's not an intelligent organism. I, there there were easier ways to explain this, him remembering happening, mm-hmm. than just... And also, like, because we see Queenie as, like, a mind reader, we you could have had, like, some cool special ability that she had, or, like, a talent with a, the Obliviate spell, like, somehow reversing it. I feel like we, I got, had more, and this is like off topic, I feel like I had more questions about her legitimate, leg, legitimate, is that how you say I it? think, I think so, yeah. Um, abilities after this movie than I had in the last one. Because you see her lose control of her powers, which yeah. like didn't happen in New York, and New York is a bigger city than mm-hmm. Paris, but like, and like, I know like emotions were running high, but like emotions were running high in the first movie too, so like... Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, part three. Operating on Hogwarts grounds. Okay, see, this one, I can... There's a lot of explanations I would be okay with, so I'm We'll see, we'll see what they say. Um, a more awkward plot hole, though, is that there are several scenes in Fantastic Beasts and Crimes of Grindelwald... Fan, I, don't, I wish I knew how to read. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald... Grindel, Grindel, <laughs> Grindelwald. Oof. Where wizards operate onto Hogwarts. I love this person's opinions on how the plot holes are. Like that's not awkward. Yeah, it's. I feel like I feel like this was one of the more smoothly done plot holes. Yeah. Like because they you're just they just appear and you're like okay sure that's it, it's magic whatever. Yeah. It's it, it's a low ranking plot hole and not really awkward but okay. <laughs> Anyway, as any Harry Potter fan will know, it's supposed to be impossible to operate on the grounds of Hogwarts, a major plot point that even means Dumbledore has to take Harry Potter off-site in order to hunt Horcruxes and Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Hermione Granger is well known for reminding Harry and readers of this fact time and again, and yet on the face of it, it seems that Rowling has forgotten her own rules. See, this one, I don't think she forgot her own rules. I just think the rule was put into place after all the Grindelwald stuff started happening. Yeah, because, like... That would be I a think, reason to disallow it. Yeah, and I think we're going to see Grindelwald's rise to power really 
shakes and changes the wizarding rule world, which would um, affect something like that. So, like, even if, like, there are just limits on who can operate into um, Hogwarts, like, maybe just, like, ministry members. Yeah. But then, like, when it, after all the Grindelwald stuff, which, like, we know is going to be bad, it's going to be bad, um, they instituted the rule that no one can operate just in case. And especially because there's a lot of polyjuice potion use in these yeah, movies. Yeah, there is. Which is, like... Which is interesting because it takes a month to do. Yeah. That's, like, that sticks in my, that quote sticks in my head so much from the second movie. Where yeah. they're like, well, how long is it going to take? And everybody's like, out a month. <laughs> yeah. So, I, it's interesting to me how people have just been, like, casually brewing these polyjuice yeah, like, potions. Yeah, like, in this movie, Newt ha- just had a polyjuice potion ready yeah. for his brother Theseus. And I was like, well, I guess... I mean, I guess he could have it. Considering that they didn't really make the time... Because he said he got the hair from when they met in the ministry. Uh-huh. But, like, and, but like the timeline between him being there and him being in Paris wasn't yeah, super I didn't clear. Yeah, I didn't think it was a month yet. Yeah, I think that's one of the, the things this movie also had stru- struggled with. Was yeah, just, like, I the couldn't timeline. tell if it was, like, a week or if it was, like, a month. Yeah, so, like... If we're going by the polyjuice potion, it it would have to be at least a month from when they mm-hmm. the movie picked up in the ministry until the day that they were in the ministry, which mm-hmm. was like towards the end of the movie, really. Yeah. Um. So they could be a month conceivably, but then they would have to be in Paris for a lot longer, or walking down to Dover for a lot longer. But like, I don't know why. Newt wouldn't just apparate to the cliff of, cliffs of Dover, because he can. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, sidetracking, uh, beside the point, um, where were we? Okay, there are a couple of possible solutions to this one. The first, and surely the simplest, is that it's possible the spells preventing apparition on the Hogwarts grounds weren't put in place until after Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, Beast. okay. exactly. Okay, yeah. Um, Perhaps at some point in the war, Grindelwald will send a strike team to attack Hogwarts, and Dumbledore will create those restrictions in response. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. I can. I can get. I vibe. Get, yeah. It's worth noting that Hermione learned of this block because she read Hogwarts: A History. I still want J.K. Rowling to publish I, this yes. book. I want. To I read need it. it. I need that in my life. Um, which would presumably only mention these spells if they were tied to some sort of historical event. That's yeah, fair. that makes sense. That's fair, yeah. You could say a war was a historical event. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> another possibility, however, is that, at least in the 1920s, the anti-apparition spells didn't not cover the main footpath over the Hogwarts Bridge. That makes sense, because we didn't ever see them apparate directly into, like, a classroom or anything. Yeah. So, Yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. That's, I... I think the first... Explanation is more likely, but that's also. I think possible. the first explanation is more likely, but I'm worried that what they, what the filmmakers were thinking is that oh, this is the bridge, so they can operate on that bridge. And then they can send a strike team in through that bridge, yeah. which is like a loophole in this system, which like it's a weak plot. Very weak. Yeah. Um, yeah. After all. It's already known that Dumbledore was able to lift their spells over the Great Hall in order to allow apparition classes to happen. That's true. Yeah. Or it might just be combining those things, like those two, that they were able to apparate onto grounds because Dumbledore allowed them to. Yeah. Because I don't... Well, no, because they apparated and, and surprised him in the Defense Against oh, the Dark Arts true. class scene. Yeah, well, also... Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just, I think it's something to do with the ministry being able to, mm-hmm. but either there was a restriction on operation and it was only ministry members that could until after the war, because I'm pretty sure um, Fudge ne- never operated on the grounds. No, I, th- I don't think so. I don't remember that. I don't think we ever movie. see him come into the school. We always third see third movie. For Buckbeak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But You're that's right. the only time I remember. Yeah. Which, even though he might have operated outside of the field, yeah. whatever it was, and then just walked in. Um, so, notice that on both occasions, the wizards operate into the Hogwarts ga- grounds. They appear in pretty much the same place. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That footpath might just yeah. be a weak spot or something. Which yeah. seems 
a strange lapse. Yeah. I think they probably at least, if that is the reason, they put more restrictions on the amount of land. Yeah. Because, I mean, Voldemort's Death Eaters and stuff didn't come there. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. Um, That might be something that we see more of next movie. Yeah. Two years from now. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, number four? Question mark? I don't remember. Uh, Whatever we're on. Um, the mystery of McGonagall's age. <laughs> Oof. All right. This is another one where I'm like, it wasn't, because unless you're a diehard Harry Potter fan and you you know the timelines and have read all the stuff on Pottermore, this wasn't something you would catch, really. It would, yeah. It wouldn't be something you would catch unless you knew her age. The thing that I'm annoyed about is because I was informed of it before I went and saw the movie. Yeah. And I was like, maybe it's important. I don't know. But she really was not an important character at all. And exactly. I, she was I, in, like, that one scene. I feel kind of annoyed. that or two, rather. Thinking that they might have just put her in just for the sake of name-dropping her, which is yeah. just, like, an, an annoying reason. Yeah, I think they're trying to tie it back to the original movies. Yeah. It's like, I get, like, marketing-wise, but also, like, if you're going to see this movie, you're not going to wait halfway through the movie to get a name-drop. Yeah. Well, I guess the like going to Hogwarts itself is like a big thing, but also like eh. yeah, because like all the things she was doing at the school canonically she does just not that year. Yeah. Because she's yeah. There's definitely some timeline problems. Yeah. In this movie. So I would love to know how that's resolved because the only theory that I've seen that makes the like makes sense is that it was a time turner thing. Which, like, I, I don't even think that's how time-turners work, really, because that's, like, stretching the limits. I have a feeling it's just going to not be resolved. I think I think they're just going to change up her thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, to the article. <laughs> uh, the casting of Fiona Glasgow. Glasgow? Glasgow? I don't know. Two Ts. <laughs> so I'm thinking Glasgow Cots. Oh, well. All Sorry. Right. Sorry, Fiona. Um, <laughs> as the... As the young Professor McGonagall in this movie uh, took Harry Potter fans by surprise. In Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, set in the 1990s, McGonagall said that she'd only worked at Hogwarts for 39 years. Uh-huh. Uh, over on the Pottermore website, J.K. Rowling had revealed that McGonagall started working at Hogwarts just two years after graduating. Putting all these details together, Minerva McGonagall should have been born in 1935 and certainly shouldn't have been teaching the young Newt and Letta over two Lita? decades. What did I say? Letta. Oh, Lita. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got too into reading. And, um, the young new and Letta. Right? Letta? Lita. Lita. Oh, my God. <laughs> the young Newt and Lita after two decades, over two decades before she was born. Yeah. Um, there's no real fix for this other than to accept that Rowling appears to have changed her mind about McGonagall's backstory, which is, <laughs> oof. She changed her mind. <laughs> um, even though it's been, like, how many years? Whatever. Mm. Mm, okay. It, it's as yet uncertain whether or not it, this was purely for fan service or because the backstory Rowling has fashioned for McGonagall has interesting thematic parallels to Queenie's story in, um, yeah, the Fantastic Beasts movies. Mm, I told you about that, right? Yes, yeah. So, like, McGonagall's backstory, just look it up. (laughs) Basically, she fell in love with a muggle but didn't end up with him. Yeah. That's the basic thing. And so that's... I I think that's going to be interesting. Perhaps McGonagall will be more important than audiences think. Which I think... think I'm hoping. Yeah. And I think if they do tie... I didn't think about that. So, like, maybe if they tie it to Queenie and have, like, a parallel thing happening. But then, like, also they're going to have to shift... McGonagall's timeline to fit this even yeah. more. So yeah. I don't, yeah. And I didn't, she, she is not that old by the time Harry goes to school. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how that's figured out. Yeah. Um, for all this is for frustrating though, it's not exactly a significant plot hole. Indeed, it's only a problem in light of the broader Harry Potter canon Rowling has revealed on Pottermore. Uh-huh. After all, there's no reason a teacher has to stay at Hogwarts all their lives. It's possible McGonagall left Hogwarts sometime after 1945, only to return 39 years before Harry Potter and his friends would attend. This is annoying to committed Harry Potter fans, but it's not really too important. Which, that's yeah, I get an, that. That's an, I, I, I will trust that it's important that this is the case. 
Um, but I hate it when people again like have to make up something that happened mm. to, for something to make sense. Like, don't even say that she had to oh left and then yeah. came back. You know what I mean? Because like, I think that's just like a weird would have been a weird thing for her to do, and then she'd be like, "Why would she say I've only been working here thirty nine years?" Yeah. If because I she's smart enough to do the math and add up the total amount of years she would she was yeah. there. So like. Yeah, I think it's. I mean. I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see. But I'm also I I doubt that it will be resolved, unless they do something like the parallel lives. I'm good. sure that once J.K. Um, is ready to like answer people's questions on Twitter, that's gonna be one of the first things she suggests. There's gonna be a lot of things yeah. she has to answer. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um, so now we're getting to the big ones. All the right. blood pack. <laughs> yeah. Um, which. Woof. There was a lot of things that made very little sense, but we'll let the article speak. Um, the blood pack between Albus Dumbledore and <laughs> Gellert, <laughs> Gellert Grindelwald, is a fascinating new twist in the Fantastic Beasts saga, but it does cause some problems. It was presumably forged when Dumbledore and Grindelwald were close friends, closer than brothers, in Dumbledore's words. Not lovers, brothers. Closer than brothers. Um, and when so they nice. imagined the world, they would always be side by side. Lovers. Um, <laughs> as Harry Potter fans know, these expectations were dashed. Albus's brother, a- Aberforth. Aberforth. Why can I not say anyone's <laughs> name when reading it? Aberforth saw through Grindelwald and confronted the two wizards. Wands were drawn and, the- and a ferocious three-way duel broke out at Godric's Hollow. One that tragically led to Ariana Dumbledore's untimely death. In Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Albus reflected that he didn't know who was responsible for the spell that killed Ariana. He believed all three wizards were casting killing curses, which seems like a lot of... Yeah. So, but that, that we all knew that, so that's, that's fine. Um, but the Blood Pact apparently restrains Dumbledore and Grindelwald from uh, acting against one another... So how could that three-way duel even happen? Unless, the only way I'm seeing that they did this was if they made the blood pact after that fight as a way to avoid fighting again. Yeah, which still doesn't make sense to me because you're really going to make a pact like that with the Someone person you who, hate. who might have killed your sister. Yeah. And, and that's the entire, I mean, it could make sense because Aberforth didn't really talk to... Or, like, I, I can't remember if he talked to Albus ever again, but he definitely had a big, like, disdain for him mm-hmm. after that. So maybe Dumbledore was still fucking around with Grindelwald after that happened. Yeah, but, like, but like I, 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 doubt I would it. doubt it. Yeah, I don't think that would be... Because we see the love Albus had for his sister. Yeah. So, like, I, I think, like... And that would certainly send him into a depressive state. Oh, yeah. Where he would not be up for, like, fucking around with his boyfriend, Gellert. Yeah. (laughs) I hate that name so much. Um, I wonder if they had nicknames for each other. Gell. Albie. (laughs) Oof. Okay. Um, uh, Where were we? Okay. It's important to remember, though, that the Blood Pact is a brand new idea in Harry Potter canon. Yeah. At present, we have we simply have no way of knowing how it works. That's that's very much true. Um, does it actually stop the two wizards from fighting each other, or does it mean that should Albus kill or injure Grindelwald, he'll suffer the same fate? The latter is suggested by the, pa- the fact that their blood is mixed within the blood trough, uh, suggesting they would suffer and die together. If this is indeed the case, then it gives a sense of how desperate and dangerous that three-way duel was. Both Albus and Grindelwald were risking their own lives when they turned their killing curses upon each other. It would be interesting to see if Rowling takes to Pottermore to clarify the issue and explain more how the blood pact really works. Okay. So, first off, I can... I can... I can see them fighting each other even though the blood plaque was already in place. Mm. Because if it got to that point where it was so awful, then, you know, like, drastic things happen. But I think I just have an issue with the blood pact in general. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, it's never even been mentioned ever before in the Harry Potter Well, it might be one of those things that was just banned after this. 
Like, because there's a lot of, like, things in the Harry Potter Maybe, books that we see. Maybe, but, like, the unbreakable vow is a thing. Yeah, but, but like we said before, that, that requires a different, another person with it. Yeah, that's true. I think, I think the unbreakable vow maybe started becoming a thing because you needed to have a witness for it. Yeah, so I, not it might be one of the things. people making a stupid decision. Yeah. Like, but then the other problem I have with the blood pact is that because... Dumbledore and Grindelwald are supposed to be seen as lovers. First, it makes the blood pact make them seem like less as lovers. Mm-hmm. It's like because it, like the Vera Vera said, literally has them like canoodling, and it's like oh this is like the gay moment. Yeah. But then it just like reveals the blood pact. Which like and ooh, I was like that's a... oh okay, but then also this okay. A homosexual relationship, blood being mixed, people dying. Yeah. Because of the blood being mixed. There's you just know like, what I mean? I feel like they just didn't think. It's one of those things that they just didn't think about enough. Yeah. And it's just like, really? Like, it's very clear to us, the audience, that that's a bad choice to make. Apparently, no one in the production team caught that though it's very i feel like without meaning to it's making a relationship that like that seem dangerous Mm. and bad because dumbledore doesn't really love anyone ever again yeah and i can understand why because like obviously your boyfriend turns into basically wizard hitler i i would not date anyone ever again too fair like that's fair but I guess the way they're framing it is just very... Because I think they're trying to put in a, the least amount of <laughs> like homosexuality mm-hmm. in it while still suggesting it. But like, also, oof. like, they're kind of only including, like, the bad things that happen. Yeah. And also, like, this article was talking about them having the blood pack made before they had this duel. But, like... I, I just don't, like, they're throwing around death curses. They're tied together, so if one of them dies, they both die. So they're fighting Aberforth. So, like, like I, 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 I guess, like, because we don't have a clear explanation of that scene, really, yeah. yet, that I'm just, like, confused as to what they thought they were going to gain. I feel the cha- like... the stakes just seem way too high. The stakes are very high. And... And also the fact that Ariana is apparently, like, right there and close enough to be hit. Yeah. And also, Aberforth most likely knew about their blood pact, so he knows even if he kills Grindelwald, he's going to also kill his brother, if that's how this pact works. Yeah, I'm not really sure on how this pact works. Yeah, and that's part of the problem. We don't know how this works. We don't have a clear explanation of that scene or the blood pack scene, or anything, really. I'm hoping that something Dumbledore gets into in the next movie, like, explain that whole thing. Because even in, even from, like, the Harry Potter books, I was always very confused about that duel and, like, the logistics mm-hmm. of it. Because, like, you're telling me three killing curses were happening and only one person died. I mean, and but we have seen, like, a lot of killing curses just being thrown around and missed. That's true. But then again, these are very, like, they're they're two of the strongest wizards yeah. in history, and also I don't, it, it's never really clear how powerful Aberforth is, but I would assume because he's a Dumbledore, pretty pretty yeah, good. Yeah, pretty good. And also, like, their sister turned into Obscurus, probably. So, like, yeah. there has to be, like, a strong amount of yeah, magical power for that to happen. That's another interesting thing, because Ariana is not... She's still not confirmed to be an Obscurus, technically. Yeah. But it's like everyone knows mm-hmm. she is one. So, like... I don't know. I, th- I think... I think we might... This is one of the things we might get more clarity on because I think so. we we saw um obviously Newt had um the Niffler steal the um blood trough which like I have my own issue with the Niffler stealing the blood trough. <laughs> We're not going to deal with that now. But um but like Dumbledore's talking about how he can break it, which is also a problem cuz like why didn't Grindelwald break it? 
but but I think because that's like a line that's included, we might see some like flat heavy flashbacks during that because of this. Yeah. Because they're trying to break it. I'm also really nervous about where I'm nervous about the fact that the next movie is in Austria and Grindelwald is very much Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> where were we? I, I, okay. Yeah. Go on. I feel, I feel like ooh, that's a whole other subject. Um, and we're like one away from the end, which okay. is also a big one. Okay. The next one's real big. Okay. Um, who? Credence Barebone is Aurelius Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah. Which obviously, like, oof, that's a big plot thing. Okay, I will say one thing. I'm not mad about. Okay, okay. I'm not mad about it because I'm like, no, Credence could never be a Dumbledore. I'm mad about it because of the way facts were given to us. Throughout the t- these two movies. Or not given. Or not given to us. Because first you're like, oh, it's that girl in the orphanage that's the Obscurus. It's this girl, mm-hmm. this girl, this girl. No, never mind, it's Credence. I think, like, the, both of these have had a real bait and switch movement. Because, like, yes. this one we see it with Lita. Yes! So, like, yeah. And then and then it's like, oh, Credence is dead now. Mm-hmm. They've killed him. Nope. Just kidding. Somehow. With no money. I think that's because he's an obscurial. Like no money, he ended up in France in a circus. That's also true. Um, yeah, yeah. How did he get to France? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, I don't. I don't care if he's alive or not. I come kind of salty. I think it's more interesting if he's not and he's just like some representation of an obscurial. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like the entire time. Mm-hmm. He's Lestrange, he's Lestrange, he's Lestrange. There's a scene that wasn't in the movie that was in the trailers where mm. he's looking at the Lestrange family tree. And you see, like, Corville Restra- Lestrange on it. Um, and it's just like, and everyone is making theories on this mm. that was were basically confirmed by all the, like, advertising and stuff. And it's just really annoying to just be like, <laughs> JK. JK. It's actually this that, like, We've given no hints about whatsoever. And we're just going to drop it at the very end of the movie. Yeah. Okay. We'll see if they try to clarify <laughs> this. I don't, I don't know if they can find a good answer to this, but... Okay. Um, the end of Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, reveals the shocking truth of Credence's real identity as Aurelius Dumbledore, which I also I do love the use of Aurelius and then yeah. Ariana, because it's Me gold too. and silver. Amazing. It's very good. It, I, but, She's really good at names. But it also, like, because there is such that similarity, I'm wondering if, because Ariana was most likely an obscurial, her, because they say that they have, like, a twin. Dark twin, yeah. Yeah, so, like, silver and gold. And that's what I think, that's what... So I think, I think they'll be tied together at some point. Mm-hmm. So maybe not, like, a physical, like, child, but, like, some sort of relationship there. What I'm wondering is because Credence is technically born after the Dumbledore's mother is dead. Mm-hmm. Timeline issues. <laughs> yeah. Um, perhaps he is an obscurial that came out of Ariana mm-hmm. a little bit before the duel. Maybe like when she died. Yeah, and then like went into another body. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. Which which would explain a lot of this. Yeah. But, like, also, how would Grindelwald know that? So, like, yeah. There's a lot of things that... Ugh. <laughs> um, where were we? Um, this revelation has shaken the Harry Potter fandom to its core. Uh-huh. And it seems to contradict <laughs> everything we already knew about the Dumbledore family. Correct. Yes. Confirm. After all, in the 1890s, Dumbledore's father had been committed to Azkaban for life imprisonment imprisonment and his mother died in 1899 credence would then would seem to be far too young to be a dumbledore and yet (laughs) while grindelwald is hardly a trustworthy source very correct um the script clearly intends audience to believe that this is true that's why fantastic piece 2 sees albus disclose a dumbledore family legend about phoenixes only for credence's pet bird to turn into a phoenix i think that's a trick by grindelwald because like because we, we never like even in the um, books we never see Fox go immediately from the chick form to the full fledged phoenix. 
There's like a fledgling stage. So I'm wondering if that's a trick by Grindelwald to convince him. Yeah, which that's another thing that would annoy me. Because then it'd be another LOLJK mm-hmm. moment. Like, yeah. He's... Like we can do whatever we want with phoenixes. Even yeah. though they have a set amount of lore. And like if he ends up not being a Dumbledore, then it's like, then who the fuck is he? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think it might just be like he's a random baby. That, like, because if he is the Obscurial, the Obscurial might not have been, yeah. like, particularly choosy about what baby it inhabited. That's true. So that might resolve it, but, like, he also has magic, so it has to be, yeah. <laughs> Craziness. Um, um, even Credence's first name, Aurelius, is intended to signpost this. Albus means white, Ariana means silver refers to silver, and Aurelius is golden. The name Grindelwald gives credence fits perfectly with the naming traditions of the Dumbledore family. Uh, Aberforth excluded. <laughs> Sorry, Aberforth. He, he's, he's so excluded for, like, everything, it's <laughs> he, kind of sad. He really is. Yeah. Um, on the face of it, there are two possibilities. Are there? Um, <laughs> the first is that Albus's mother, Kendra, was, seen, was seeing another wizard before her death, and even gave birth to a child, which... Ugh. I doubt per- it. Perhaps the relationship would have been scandalous, and so the inf- infant was sent over to America. That's possible, but the timeline doesn't really fit. Yeah. Credence is far too young. Yep. The other possibility is that Albus's father, Percival, slept with another inmate at Azkaban and left her pregnant. I mean, <laughs> I. But like, I, I don't, I don't know if they I, let prisoners together because like we don't see a lot of Azkaban or just. Descriptions of Azkaban. We don't see a lot of Azkaban ever. Which is probably from But from what I understand, people are, like, alone. They're given their food in their cells. They do all of their stuff in their own cells. So, like, how would he do the do with another person? I don't know how, like, secure it was back then. I'm sure it's still very secure. Yeah, and, like, Um, you have the Dementors trying to steal your happiness. And and sex is normally a happy act. Yeah, I was going to say, do you really want to be doing it? And also, like, who would... Like, having a baby in Azkaban when there's Dementors ready to fucking steal its soul? Yeah, like, where did he put it? Yeah. And it's not like they have wands to prevent the Dementors from just swooping in. Yeah. So, like... Okay. So, those uh, are the only two options that they're giving. Um, I think so. Okay, I think we came up with better ones. And left but her pregnant. That seems more likely as the exact date of... More likely? Still very unlikely. Um... <laughs> As the exact date of Percival's death in Azkaban is unknown. Again, there'd be just the right note of family scandal to explain why the infant was taken over to America. But who got the infer- infant out of Azkaban and arranged for it to be sent to America? Could you imagine being the guard that finds out? <laughs> you just walk into this inmate cell in Azkaban, the most secure wizarding facility in the world, and there's a baby. Like... You have a Dementor behind you. It's like, ooh, baby. And you're like, should I let it eat the baby? (laughs) Whose baby is this? Because also these are terrible people in Azkaban. Why do you think one would not be willing to sell the baby to escape Azkaban? Like. This is such a weird theory to have. Again. It's making so many assumptions. Yeah. Making a lot of assumptions out of nothing. Yeah. Out of. Absolutely nothing. Like, the only basis for this is that we don't know when Percival died, and he was in a place with other people. Yes! (laughs) Like, that's, like, literally it. It's, like, I think even the Ariana one, even with the time, not the Ariana, the Kendra one, even with, like, the timeline issue, would make more sense. Yes. Because we don't really know how old Credence is. Yeah, we I, don't think it's I think that he relates. was still at least a minor because he was in the orphanage in the last movie. Yeah, but I don't know even know if that matters because, like, his mother in the orphanage was real rude. So, like... Yeah. So, like... Cause, I don't I'm, know how long kids stay in there. Yeah, exactly, because it's also an orphanage, so, like, I don't because, know if he would yeah. stay... Because I will say... He looks a lot older in this one than he the did. last one. and. I think part of that is because he's Nagini the entire time, and they yeah. seem to have a romantic relationship. Like, how old is she, too? Um, 
<laughs> yeah, they seem to have a romantic relationship, and I think they maybe wanted to make that not weird, because she seems like she's older. Yeah, but I don't know. She seemed younger to me. She just seemed very innocent, she I think. She didn't look... Because like, I felt like Credence looked 16 in the first yeah. movie. She looked... She, did, she looked like maybe like 18, 19. Yeah, she didn't look very old, but she didn't look super young either. So yeah. I was like... Mm, so I don't, I don't know, like... Because that's also not clear how old he is, so it... I think Ken, the Kendra one could possibly have a little bit more validity to it, but like not much. Not much. Yeah. I don't. I've never heard of a baby being born in Azkaban, so. Exactly. Um, the credits claim that the woman with the young credence was his aunt, which probably means she was Albus's spinster aunt, Honoria. Acting to preserve what remained of the family's reputation. It, okay. It's unknown if Alice is aware he has another brother. Apparently, Rowling has told Jude, Jude Law, but he's understandably keeping quiet. Which, like... Um, I don't... I don't know if Honoria would have told Dumbledore. Dumbledore, Dumbledore obviously, meaning Albus. Yeah. So, I think that he doesn't know. Because... Yeah. If if it is true that he is for sure, like, Dumbledore's half-brother or whatever. By the way, there's a lot of half-siblings. Yeah. Like, a lot of half-siblings Which in I think movie. is just, like, a attempt to make people relevant, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, Yusuf is Lita's half-brother on her mm-hmm. mom's side, and then um, the baby that she killed is also her half-brother from her dad. Yeah. And then... <sighs> unless JK decides she wants to change up timelines... And Credence is, in fact, a Dumbledore, then he's definitely a half-brother. Yeah. He would have to be. Like, there's no way, like, with the established timeline, for them to have had Percival and um, Kendra to have another child. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, no. Oh, what? A- oh, my God. So I just read the beginning of the next paragraph. But this isn't a plot hole. What? Rather, it's a major plot point that has yet to be resolved and will clearly be important in Fantastic Beasts 3. Ezra Miller has reassured fans that they need to trust J.K. Rowling, and he believes that Fantastic Beasts 3 will revolve around the theme of why is Credence. Oh, okay. Why is he a Dumbledore? Why was he sent away? And why did the history books not record his existence in the Dumbledore family line? If this is the case, audience need to accept that this isn't a plot hole, it's a story that is yet to be told. No, 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 it's not fair to say that things aren't plot holes, because they literally are, they, okay, this article has really made every first paragraph of these plot holes Mm. as why they are plot holes, and then they're like, but they're not actually, like, plot holes, because she knows what she's doing, she knows what she's doing, like, we just don't know yet. Okay, fine, but she's not doing a very good job of convincing the audience. It's like if one of these things was in there, just one mm. of them, then like, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, fine. But she she's making this like a consistent thing in these movies, so it's like I'm not I'm finding it hard to trust her. Yeah. That's the thing. And also like the thing is each movie should stand up on its own. Like the first movie very much was Ken. very yeah. strong. It was you, you could watch the first movie, understand all of the plot, and understand how it sets up for the next movie. This movie does not do that. It has so many plot points that are not... The threads are just lost. There's so many threads, and they aren't woven together in any coherent way that it's just like, this movie doesn't stand by itself. And also, like, if you had watched this movie not having seen the first movie, you would not know at all what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Which is terrible for marketing, first of all, and also terrible in telling a story. It's very bad because I feel like, okay, I feel like everyone I know has said this, but she's not a screenwriter. She's She's not not good at it. She is phenomenal at building worlds and writing stories and... And putting into detail a lot of things, I think Ezra Miller or Eddie Redmayne was the one that said that her scripts were the most detailed he had ever read in terms of stage direction. I think it was Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. I think. But... Don't cite me. Yeah, but 
that doesn't mean that the information she's choosing to give is the best. Yeah. For in terms of a movie setting. And I think that's just all what it comes down to because I feel like she's not giving away everything the in its in the proper way it should to be translated on film. Mhm. And the thing is like like I said this needs to stand up on itself. So like if you add uh the philosopher's stone and she released that and it was a big hit like the first movie and then released um Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets. Why did everything is slipping my mind tonight? And then you release Chamber of Secrets, but the plot relied entirely on the first book, and it didn't make sense as a whole novel. The series would have never taken off. Oh yeah. So I think I think I'm afraid that that's what's going to happen to this book unless Fantastic Beasts three manages to bring it back around, which I'm afraid it won't at this point. I'm I'm afraid it won't too. Five movies seems like a lot to me when I first heard about it, but then I saw this movie and I was like, no, they need a lot of time yeah. to explain all Honestly, of the things Honestly, I would think they would need more. Yeah. Because you're going from, like, what? when was the first movie set? I forget. Like, 27? Yeah, 26 or 27. 20, 26, 27. And the last one's supposed to end in, like, 45. Yeah. That's, like, almost 20 years. Yeah. Which is a lot of time to cover in five movies. So I, I, I just... Yeah, each Harry Potter movie was literally only a year. And I think the thing that benefited it was the fact that it was all told from Harry's point of view. Yeah, you didn't have, like, five main characters all doing their own separate thing like you do now. And you need to follow each one of them. No, you only knew what Harry knew. Yeah. And I think... I wish that was the direction she had taken with this. I, I like having the different perspective. It reminds me of Game of Thrones, at least in the novels, where you see each character's perce- perspective and know what they know and what they don't know. That's true. But that's, but like, har- that's really hard to make into hard, a film version. It's also an hour per episode for that. Exactly. Well, and even... I, I have a problem, main problem with the Game of Thrones series because I don't think they're nearly as detailed as I don't they think they're be. nearly as detailed but either. But that's a whole other problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think that a show was a better choice than, like, a movie series. Oh, definitely. For that definitely. If they had tried to make a movie, it would have failed. Because there's just... George R. 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 Martin provided way too much information mm-hmm. for one movie. And I think that's what J.K.'s struggling with. Like, she mm-hmm. has so much information. She, she has want... an entire world. Yeah, and, and she doesn't know how to pick and choose what is important for... To, because really this movie was all just plot, 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 plot with nothing being resolved really mm-hmm. nothing it was like we've gotten to the climax of every single po- plot in the film there's no resolution yet there's no falling action yeah. or anything which like you need narratively mm-hmm. to make it a successful narrative because that's the problem with any long any series really each different installment has to have its own rise and fall but then that has to have, fall into the grander scheme of the rise and fall which is hard and I think like we said Jakey is struggling with that in a non-narrative format yes in this film format yeah and I, I and it's so frustrating because I want to know what every character's name mm-hmm. is but I don't I literally know like maybe Five. Yeah, and like the woman who was with Grindelwald, like who is who, she? Who is she? Who is she? Who are any of his henchmen? Quite honestly, I don't honestly, know. Honestly, I don't even care so much about the henchmen because like Death Eater henchmen, we didn't know that much about. I mean, except we knew, like Lucius. We knew the Malfoys and Carbon Goyle and Bellatrix. But that, but we had also like met them in, uh, um, prior episode, prior books. Yeah, and the, but the thing is, they were all introduced kind of one by one. Yes. That's another thing, and. The Aurors, the ones that had lines. <laughs> Oof. I didn't know who they were, ever. I, I, mean, mo- I mean, a lot of them looked the same. And, like, most of them died anyway, so I was yeah. like, oof. There was one guy who was mean at the meeting with Newt at the beginning of that movie. The one that they sent to assassinate? Yeah. That then also joined, joined Grindelwald? Grindelwald? I was like, I first of all, I, I never like, caught his name. I never caught his name, and I was honestly second guessing myself on whether or not it was that guy. 
Yeah. From before. They all there seemed were so very, many people. Yeah, there were just so many people, and then we had so many characters introduced in this one movie. We had a good amount of characters introduced in the first movie, but it felt manageable. Yeah. Because yeah. you had, like, the main four people that were Newt, Queenie, Tina, and uh, Jacob. Yeah. And, like, you could understand, like, those four, and then you had other miscellaneous characters who were there, and also Credence. Main five. Um, yeah. But you were, like, able to follow them and the minor characters. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it seemed like they had those major five, six with Grindelwald. You had those major six characters in addition to also introducing a lot more. Like, you had Theseus, you had Lita, you had um, Yusuf. You had all of these other yeah. major characters Nagini. introduced. Nagini. Um, is like, is Nicholas Flamel going to be important? Is he coming back? Because, like, because, like, he was the one who led the entire little circle time thing that they Which had. Which I lo- That was so oh, I mean, great to watch. It looked so cool. But I was also, like, isn't, didn't he meet Jake? Wait, was Newt there when Jacob first met him? E- no. Newt never met Flamel prior to the circle. Because he left before he, Newt or before Flamel appeared from wherever he was hiding. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. Which, yeah. like, didn't make sense narratively, but... Yeah, so, um... Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, only Jacob knows that... Also, because... Also, Yusuf doesn't know because he left. <laughs> he, he disappeared. Nagini was like... What is happening? Like this no, no. ancient man <laughs> dressed in white who looks like he could turn to dust, <laughs> but is still apparently strong I enough. I doubt to... Theseus knew who that was, and they all just listened to him. I just realized this. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he yeah. was very. He seems commanding because yeah. he looked very wise. Yeah, because he, he looks like he could collapse to dust at any moment. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so character relationships were also not established very yeah. well in this. Um, I think a lot of characters had good chemistry together, but they're, like, Newt and Dumbledore, they had good chemistry, but I felt like I didn't understand fully why they were, like, yeah, I felt like we didn't get enough backstory there because we saw them at school together and Dumbledore being kind to Newt, but then, like, we don't see, like, the in-between him being expelled from Hogwarts and yeah. then coming back to helping Dumbledore. Which also, um, there's a theory that, like, because she didn't ever really explain his expulsion, but... You know how Harry was, like, technically expelled and then had a trial in the fifth oh, movie? Yeah. <laughs> so they think that's what happened with him. But mm. you can still say he was expelled. Yeah. But I have no idea. That's, yeah, that's not What, thing like, the case really is, because I... But I wouldn't be surprised if he was expelled. Yeah. Because he... Newt very much does what he believes is the right thing. Yeah. Not what is the socially correct thing. Which I appreciate. Yes, I appreciate so much in a protagonist, and I think they can work really well with it. I think, I think the problem was with this one. He's so he is so surrounded by characters that don't have that same mindset, and mm-hmm. he really does need to make a decision. He, he it felt like he was being pushed. He, it was by he was being pushed, and it almost else. invalidated that worldview. Mm-hmm. It felt like you can't believe in your own morals because there's a crisis which yes but also no yeah yeah because i also i also wonder like why does newt need to be involved in this at all yeah because he like we said he's not a particularly stunning wizard yeah but like and like he has really good control over these magical creatures, but part of a main part of his character is not exploiting these creatures. Yeah. So it's not like he's going to loose them on a battlefield because that would totally... And if he did, that would totally undermine his entire character. Yeah, and I almost feel like, like it makes sense that Theseus has to be involved and Tina has to be involved mm-hmm. because they're both oars. 
Yeah. So it's almost like he just has to be there because all the people he hangs out with are doing it. Yeah. And that, like, I think that's where the writing gets weird. I think they're just trying to connect a lot of things in some way mm-hmm. so that it's all like, oh, all of these characters that you knew, this is this, these are their stories of, like, growing up and, like, finding out how to do things, and this is, like, their, like, big battle story. But, like, and, that means so much more backstory <laughs> than we got. So yeah. much more. Like, we got a good amount of backstory for Newt and Lita, which was, I that was really, I liked it, but I feel like there's so much could have been more between them, and then, like, so, so much more between everyone else. So weird to me how they chose this book to make a movie series out of, to make about Grindelwald. Yeah, I think... I think they're really struggling to make it about both Newt and Grindelwald. Yeah. Because, like, I understand, like, timeline-wise, Newt was doing all of this while all of this stuff was happening in the world. But I don't know if he would have had to be involved. I think we could have had, maybe not five movies, but we certainly could have had a few movies of just Newt going through the world, finding creatures. (laughs) And that would have been amazing to see. Because, like, the first book, we see him interact with so many different creatures in so many different ways, and it's just wholesome and cute, and I loved it. Yes. This one, we hardly see any creatures, and... They're, it's all like he's either fighting them or using them to fight. Yeah. And it's really a sharp I really feel like I don't really learn about movie. them. Yeah. Like, we kind of learn about the lion-dragon thing, but even then, not that much. It seems like it was, more, for this movie, it was more like, this is a thing that exists. Yeah. Whereas the first one, they were explaining it. Yeah. Explaining? Explaining it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it was. It's a very. I'm just hoping for the best, quite honestly. Yeah. Cause I don't want to. I don't want this to be like the prequels, of like the mm. Star Wars franchise. You know what yeah. I mean? And and I think we're already veering somewhat towards that with this second movie. Like the first movie was so strong. I, yeah, I thought so. It's, and then, it stood very well on its own. And then the second one is not nearly as strong, and I'm. I guess, like, all we can see is wait for the third movie, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Let's wait. So, we're just going to wait for the third movie. Okay. See you then. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the first episode of Fantastic Rants. If you liked what you heard, come join our Facebook page, Fantastic Rants Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email us at fantasticrantspodcast at gmail.com. That's F-A-N-T-A-S-T-I-C-R-A-N-T-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. See you next week for another episode full of rants.